people of the world welcome to that supports podcast we are here for another episode season three episode eight i don't know if you guys have noticed but there was a year there a year hiatus where the new england patriots weren't a playoff team they have rattled off four consecutive wins they're now six and four they play tomorrow night against the falcons which will be three days in the past by the time you hear this podcast so hoping they keep it going when they're fifth straight against the falcons a rematch of super bowl 51 the greatest comeback in sports history so the Pats are back. Mac Jones is good. He seems to be the best quarterback out of the whole, the whole lot from so the you, you NFL draft. You, I'll trade him. For yeah, I kind of, I kind of do. I need him for. Well, Pat Mahomes played well last week. I need him All for right, when so Mahomes we'll do, we'll do Pat back. Mahomes for Mac Jones. No, no, not gonna do that. But they're All back. Right. The Pats are back. Good defense. They're playing well. They dismantled the. Uh, the Browns, so I don't know what that means, but they're they're playing well, and it feels good. So that's all I have for an intro. Let's bring in all the guys. Chris, how you doing tonight? Hey, what's going on? What's up? Uh, not much, not much. Just um, you know, mid November. It's been um, it's been a hell of a week. Okay, kind of exhausted. The um, it's been a big week for me. Uh, the, um, the listeners may not be aware, but I uh, enjoy rugby and I watch a lot of rugby on the uh, zone in Ireland, um, which is an all Ireland team. Uh, but they beat the New Zealand all blacks this weekend no like, in a huge upset. That's, that's huge. And, uh, and then on Monday, the uh, the Northern Ireland national team tied the uh, the Italians for a World Cup qualifier, but the European champion Italian team, so forcing uh, them to have to do a playoff to get in to the world cup, meaning that, uh, in our grouping, Northern Ireland then bumps up to third place. Italy drops down to second place and has to play to get into the world cup, which is, you know, best case scenario that day. So it was, a uh, it was a good, good couple of days to be, uh, Irish and a good couple of days to be, a Ireland fan. So Chris, I saw a movie that you might be interested in. I saw uh, Belfast, it's called. Oh, have seen, yeah. Have you seen the previews no. for this? Yes, I have seen the previews. I haven't, uh, it's, I haven't it's watched worth, it. It's worth watching. It's It was yeah. excellent. So Yeah, I'm actually going to watch it probably this weekend with uh, with my mom. I watched I it with my mom. That's who I watched yeah, it with. Both yeah. Of, uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a really interesting story. There's a there's a lot of parallels between um, between that story and uh, and my mom and dad. So um, yeah, both of them really want to watch it. So hmm. yeah, it's wow. It was it was great, great movie, Belfast. Let's bring in Josh. He looks to be very concentrated on something. He's got dual screen per usual, and he's reading something for his school work or something. He's writing a paper. I don't know what he's doing. How you doing, Josh? I'm doing great. I mean, I was just, yeah, reading. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Reading. I, mean, I, I, I don't know if you guys could handle my undivided attention, but, um, cause yeah, you, like, you like to stay informed, right? You I like, like to, f- to stay informed. Actually, I was just like, um, I saw this clip, uh, and it was a rugby clip. And so that's why I was just making sure I, but it was like, it was from 2014. So it was a while ago, but it was when the guy almost swallowed his tongue, he got hit. And then the other players stopped him from swallowing his tongue. It was pretty, pretty incredible clip. So, uh, yeah, that was my take on rugby. Cause I think I remember watching that clip when it happened and thinking I should get a mouth guard or something to help. Cause that was a, he just got hit in the face with like a, I think it was like a cleat or something. It was an accident, but, uh, everybody had to run and, and help him out. So 
but yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm excited. Lots of I've been watching a lot of uh, Toronto Maple Leafs this season for some reason. I don't know what it is. I uh, I've been watching a lot of their games, probably more than Kings games because of this the time zone difference. But yeah, okay. Kings streak came to an end, you know, with a overtime loss to Winnipeg. So, but uh, how far did they get? Seven, eight games. Seven wins. Seven wins. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Still early in the season, but, you know, not much going on hockey-wise. Other than... You must be proud. Must feel good. Okay. Other than the fact that the Oilers are the best team in the West, but... Really? Yeah, actually, that, that Pacific Division in general has proven more competitive than I think I thought it would be. Like, yeah. even Calgary looks good. Edmonton looks good. I thought Vegas would just like cruise through it, but they're struggling. Kings came out of nowhere. The Ducks actually don't look bad either. So it's a interesting year. Well, the Ducks have Emilio Estevez. Yeah, that helps. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, apparently he pulled out of the TV show. I watched one episode. I couldn't get through it. I was like, I I couldn't even bring myself to watch Jesse Hove watched the. The series in it, in its entirety, the whole thing. Sorry, Alex. Wow. We'll, we'll, we'll let Jesse talk now. We can finish the the ducks conversation. Let's, where are we at? Where are we at? Are we <laughs> How are you doing, Jess? Good. There's a raccoon in my chimney. <laughs> it's keeping my wife up at night. So uh, it will it will eventually keep me up at night on my days off. So yeah, the one nice thing about a raccoon in your chimney when you work night shift is you're on the same sleep schedule as the raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Are you going to try to take it out, Jess? I don't know. I've been, so we've been, I know we had like, we almost had an issue in our apartment and I did a sound thing. Like I did a, like a Hertz, like about 20,000 Hertz. And that seemed that freaked them out. But I think that's because there was babies I think this is an old raccoon and he's his hearing is not as good. So he's not as bothered. There's animal control that will come and remove the animal from your chimney. Oh, really? Yeah. For free? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll have to look into that. Deanna's getting like, uh, she's, she's getting, we're getting a free, somebody's going to come look or something. But uh, yeah, we should look up animal control, I guess. Uh, is Hamilton have that? Every um, town has that. Like, <laughs> and, you know, small towns have that. Okay. Well, I'll look into so it. I'll look into it. Thank you. you have any, yeah, yeah. Thank you for the advice. No problem. Appreciate it, guys. Are you sure it's a raccoon? It's definitely a raccoon. He stared us down this, tonight. And oh, from squat. inside the chimney? He, he from, came down he was, to the bottom of the he chimney? He came out of the chimney. He came up to the chimney as we were moving the couch to uh, be disposed of in the morning. And he looked, he stared at us and we stared at him and then he went back down into the chimney. So oh. is your chimney like it's blocked off? Like you don't, yeah, it's, but it's not used anymore. Yeah. yeah. It's totally blocked off. Yeah. Animal control. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good. Well, uh, yeah. And then besides that, I'm getting, I'm starting to get ramped up for uh, Olympic hockey in February. It's starting to be that time of year where we start thinking about things. And Al, we are going to be on the same page for um, these next couple months because I'm looking at Canadian goalies, and after Carey Price, there's not much going on. No, there's not. It's true. They've got, like, Mackenzie Blackwood, right? The Devils. Or, like, and I, um, Deanna's uh, cousin played hockey with Mackenzie Blackwood, and apparently he's a a bit of a hothead. Hmm. So apparently one game he like came and like smashed up some windows, like some car windows after the game. Cause he played poorly. So, um, I don't know if I necessarily want him. I mean, it's not as bad as we talked about this before Vesa Toskala burning his goalie equipment in a bonfire, never playing hockey again after a bad loss. I don't, That's I, pretty good. I feel like smashing up other people's cars is worse. Yeah. 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 If it, it's other people's property, Alex, if you, you do what you want to your own property, you can burn up whatever you want. <laughs> but when you start messing with someone else's property, that's, that's when the law gets involved, drunk, burned his gear, never played again. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just gear. I mean, that's I mean, that's hilarious and amusing. I yeah. I saw a little Vesta Toscula uh, figurine at Value Village last week, and I thought about buying it just because of that story. But that's great. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, I think it like. Bennington is another option, but he's just a streaky. Oh, yeah. I don't know how proven. Anyway, so I'm just hoping the cup run right. has he been really good or he's been pretty decent? pretty middle of the road. Yeah. Like nothing special. Some weak spots. Some some you know the okay good game. But so what you're saying is if Kerry gets, I mean he's gotten clean here, but if he gets back in shape in game shape, he's got a chance of being the goalie again. Yeah, I think so. I think because I mean he just went on that run with Montreal. He's yeah. a little more proven. Um, Quite a bit he's more. Been on the Olympic the scene guys, before, yeah. so yeah. It's, I don't know. Anyways, I and uh, the other thing is I I just hope sometimes Canada airs or doesn't make up for the big. They don't yeah. think about the big ice surface and they still stick with these bigger, slower players. We were talking about Tavares. Uh, yeah. Tavares on a small ice surface is incredible. I would obviously I would pick him. But I, on an Olympic ice surface, I'm just not sure if those are the type of players we want. Right. Or big physical lumbering defensemen might not be. Yeah, are we moving into Olympic hockey now? Well, I mean, we could. This could be our first segment. <laughs> this, yeah. Yeah, it's up to you. Let's do so, it. Wait, so the, you, the Olympics. You, you don't think there's good Canadian goalies? Outside of Carey Price, in comparison to the other teams, in comparison to... Vaskalevsky, Bobrov, like Russia's rich with goalies. The state's um, got good goalies too. Cal Peterson. Yeah, yeah like it, Matt what, what Markstrom, Peterson, like Jordan I don't know. Bennington. Jordan Bennington, he's Richmond Hill, right? He's Canadian. Yeah. He might be able to get it done. Yeah, that's uh, what I was. Yeah, but I don't know if Bennington is at that level. Like he's oh, he's Stanley yeah, Cup totally winning goalie. He was yeah when he that yeah. run for the Blues, he was pretty good. Yeah, but that's so is Jason Pierre. So the other guy, Carter Hart. I mean, he was Carter Hart for Philly, yeah. Touted, but he hasn't been great the last couple of years. Like he had a he beat the Habs in the playoffs a few years ago and was looked to be really good, but he's been just okay. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I hope I'm hoping we get. I don't know. I can't remember who the general manager is going to be this year. They probably already picked him. We've also got what's his name, the Colorado goalie, Darcy Kemper. He's Canadian. He's not bad. He's a like he's he's a to me he's like a little more of a steady goalie. Yeah. Well, I mean, you've got some solid D. You don't need much in net, anyways. Dewey will take care of who's ever around. Just put him on the team. Isn't Dewey hurt? Well, he's coming back. He'll be back. Okay. Oh, Doug Doug Armstrong's going to be the GM. Looks like. So oh, there's a new uh, goalie podcast or something oh. I saw today on the score. And it looks at goalies, like six different goalies from the nineties and like goes in depth on their lives and careers. Looks good. Mm. A little aside. Yeah. Total aside because you, none of you guys are talking about Mark Andre Fleury. No, yeah. <laughs> Flower. I guess like, we missed him, but yeah, he would be. Yeah. Uh, Get he's he's a Vesna winner. He's proven himself internationally. Like the guy just won the Vesna last year. He's he's yeah. I would take Flurry. Yes, but you know, I I think I think your best bet is Flurry, Blackwood, and Bennington. But that's just me. I go with for I go with Flurry Price and Bennington. Carey Carey Price isn't going to be eligible to play. Yeah, I wouldn't say Carey Price. I don't think Why? Just because he's... How long does he have to be out of the program? Isn't it up to him? He's going to be back really soon with Montreal. He'll be... So you're saying he'll be eligible, but he he might not be ready. Uh, I I think there's like... I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. And maybe I'm just making this up. And maybe I think that uh, it should be like this. But um, if, if you haven't played in the season for whatever reason, uh, I, I don't think you're eligible to turn around and play in the Olympics. But I, feel, I, I think he's going to play like in the next month for Montreal. So it sounds like he was practicing today. Yeah. Anyways. Well, yeah. This yeah. is, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a little bit 
more thin than I would have thought at the position for. I mean, we'll have McDavid, which I'm excited. McDavid on Olympic ice surface, like you got to be excited about that. That'll be good. I have an overall opinion that perhaps we're not on the right side of ice surface size. I I think that uh, I think that we need to change, and the North American ice surface needs to go to the bigger one. Yeah, I'm with you. I agree with you on that. I think that would help with injuries and the rough stuff in the corners and stuff. I think, yeah, you look at like the European game, it's a little more of a flow game, a little more of a pass game, a little more of a skating game. Yeah. A little less dump and chase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm with you, Chris. yeah and, and with uh, like, yeah. Anyways, I, that, I, that's a whole other thing I have with, you know, dealing with elite athletes who, you know, two strides there, you know, from end to end these days, you know, like, yeah, the Olympic ice will, would make a much faster game for the level of athleticism that we have right now in the game. No, I agree. Yeah, it's like McDavid takes two strides and he's already there, right? So it's like, yeah, it would be nice to see how him like at full speed for like a good second and just see what that looks like. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Canada still, I mean the center position they're going to have McDavid Crosby uh, Crosby McKinnon Bergeron <laughs> still they're going to be well they'll back. probably put well, where did they put Crosby on because Bergeron Marchand and Crosby was like a sick yeah that's right line last year yeah I think not last year last whatever last they sort of switch time. it up because it's an all-star team yeah everybody yeah. wants to see mckinnon and crosby play together though i, I think, think they put version on at center and then crosby on the wing because version's so good at draws last time yeah no man it, it's it's got to be it's got to be hyman mcdavid and bergeron as your first hyman line your McDavid. second line's got to be Marshawn, crosby and mckinnon i yeah i would you i'd be okay with hyman as like a yeah. And then, and then the Marner coming like in this Mitch Marner is going to be like a fourth liner. Yeah, probably with like Tavares. If he even makes the team just, you know, hucking darts. <laughs> yeah. We've got your boy yeah. Stammer. We got Huberto. We've got. I don't know about Huberto. Maybe it's just yeah. I haven't watched a lot of Florida Panthers games, but I'm just like, who He's even good. is he? Matt Barzell. You know, there's there's this thing today where uh, I I don't know if it was like, you know, I I can't remember what what Instagram account it was, but they were like, what team wouldn't you, like what team slash city would you not want to play slash live in? And, you know, people were like, you know, Columbus slash Winnipeg. Some people just straight up Winnipeg. And I was thinking about it and the Panthers, I would 100% not want to play for the Panthers or live in, in Florida. the Florida <laughs> Panther city, whatever the fuck that like was. Seems, what? Oh, just because of COVID? I think it's, I like... think it's sunrise. Florida. <laughs> just, just cause like, just uh, it's, it's what Alex? I think it's called sunrise where they are. Yeah. Yeah, it's like two miles away from Daytona, I guess. I don't know, but no, no, not not just because of COVID, just because of like, I don't know. You ever been to Florida? I haven't, but I've heard it's really warm, and that Canadians flock there all the time. Yeah, like like there's there's certain cities that are designed for that, and then the rest of Florida is Del Boca Vista. <laughs> We're moving to Del Boca this time. <laughs> This is Frank Costanza. Florida, I would like the only good thing about playing in Florida because the fans aren't necessarily intense. Nobody really cares about the Florida Panthers. They actually have a decent team, but you don't hear about them because nobody cares about the Florida Panthers. Also, the Lightning. There was like. um, And you've already got the Lightning. Yeah. But it's like. like Five years ago, my uncle went to a game and it was like uh, crazy cheap. There was like some deal where you'd. It's like 25 or 30 bucks for a ticket and you got like a drink and a hot dog or something. And it was yeah. like just be a few, couple of years before they won the cup. Yeah. It's, it's like that in Dallas too. Yeah. I've, I've uh, my, my aunt and uncle were saying lived in Dallas for a bit and they were saying it's like, but if you're, looking, if you're looking for a less 
like if that impacts you as a player, like it's always interesting to watch the players go from those intense markets to like the, the lesser markets to see how it affects their play. Right. Because the places like Toronto, Boston, Chicago, you know, you've got a lot of media coverage and then you go to a place where nobody cares. Does that impact, you know, it might it probably yeah. does. Even Barzell with the Islanders, like Barzell is a better version of Mar. Like Barzell is so good. I would take Barzell over Marner any day. Like if you watch like a few Islanders games, like the guy, he's everything Marner is and more. Like he's faster than Marner. He's got better hands than Marner. Like he's so skilled, but you just don't really ever hear about him because he's an Islander. But Islanders got, they have got a pretty strong fan base. But they don't have a, they don't have like a larger reach on the net, like on the, you know what I mean? Like, Did you know that they started the year with 13 consecutive road games because they're waiting for their new arena to open, which, oh, so yeah. now they're going to be home for 25 of the next 36 or something. But that's, that's a tough well, one. To the they've had like, they've had like the <laughs> shittiest rank in the league for like 10 years. Well, not anymore. Not anymore. It'll be Calgary pretty soon. <laughs> You guys still in the saddle dome? Yeah, still in that old barn. You guys, he's not part of the team. <laughs> I mean, I know that he's got a helmet from a player, but he's not part of the Valerie team. Valerie Burry, Pavel's brother. You've got Valerie Burry's he helmet. <laughs> His backup, back, oh not God. anymore. I had to, it's too, it's too old. I had to trade it in. But. Valerie played for the Habs. So, so Jesse tells this story in the locker room and everyone just starts roasting him. And the best line was, I think that's the line they give to the little kids as they, <laughs> the helmet they give the little kids. <laughs> as they up the door. It's not Pavel Burry's helmet, Jess. I'm sorry. Well, it, I'm not, not his exact, but it was like, if no, he Valerie. had broken his helmet, that would have been his replacement. It was oh, in his like thing. It was in the it wasn't queue. the it wasn't the one he wore, but it you know, each player's got their own like things that they, you know, got their own equipment that's like set up. Do you wear it on special occasions? <laughs> um I use no. No, I don't it it just looks like a shitty helmet now. It doesn't look it's you know, you have to think this was a helmet from nineteen ninety seven or something, right? So special you guys, occasions like <laughs> graduations or yeah. <laughs> graduation <laughs> ceremonies. <laughs> I already get picked on for wearing helmets on subways, so. Ah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so, A, <laughs> why why do you think that you shouldn't be picked on for wearing a helmet on the subway? <laughs> it's the easiest way that's, to bring that's like, that's like, that's like. <laughs> <laughs> gets on the uh, gets on uh public transit and then he just acts like super crazy over the top so no one will sit beside him so is, 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 is that Smart. what you, you just put put the helmet on and everyone thinks that you're like you know i just uh didn't want to take a bag <laughs> okay the leaves do it when they show up for their outdoor practice <laughs> also this is only an ontario thing everywhere else in canada you don't have to wear a helmet to play outdoor hockey no oh, freaking ontario and their government bullshit do you wear do you wear the full gear while you're on the subway so that like <laughs> Maybe some single mom will think you're Phil Kessel. <laughs> is, is that what you do? I feel like you can pull it off, Jess. I'm not sure. Like Phil Kessel would be the biggest attraction for them, but maybe dollar signs, right? Gotta pay. Gotta pay for that. Who said, Josh? Baby. Did you say Wayne Gretzky said he had the best shot or something? Phil Kessel Wayne, had the best yeah, release. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky uh, referenced Phil Kessel's wrist shot when he was talking about great wrist shots. Mm. Went Joe Sackick and then Phil Kessel. Wow. I mean, Phil Kessel does have a pretty sick wrist shot. He's got like a really, uh, like a 70 flex stick or 60 flex stick just so he can have a crazy wrist shot. What's the normal flex? For someone like Phil, it would be like 100. Yeah. So his stick flexes a lot more than usual. Yeah, he's got the he's got the flex uh, like a fifteen year old's flex. Jesse, I don't mean to pick on you. I'm sorry, but Jesse thought it would be a good idea to get a really a really flexible. I wanted stick to try the Phil Kessel. Yeah. 
he couldn't well because johnny goudreau does the same thing it sucks it's it's not it sucks passes were flying right through his, his stick and he couldn't get any there's no yeah. yeah no i need a heavier stick so bad also like, like i, I couldn't and that was like towards the end too we're doing the play oh that was a bad decision i was missing like i was missing wide open net passes yeah. yeah anyways no. never again gotta have a bit of a heavy stick sometimes I'm more of a Ryan Smith type player. Got to have that big, heavy stick. All right, let's go. Uh, let's go to. Well, you're stuck with the Phil Kessel bendy stick. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I just that's a backup. <laughs> Guys, Robbie Ray, Robbie Ray oh. won the Cy Young. So Toronto Blue Jay has once again won the Cy Young for the best pitcher in the American League. <laughs> Beat out fifth time in franchise history. Beat out Garrett Cole. Beat out what's his name from the White Sox? What's that guy's name? I don't know. Not a big baseball guy. His name escapes me, but Robbie Ray, great year, 13 and 7. Not a crazy amount of wins, but I think 2.84 ERA. Led the league in strikeouts, 230-something or 240-something. Quite an accomplishment. Okay, Al, I got a question for you in relation to this. So uh, so I was listening to the radio today, and the, uh, Ricky Ray is quoted as being like, to get the award, he said, instead Robbie. of... Money, Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray, thank you. <laughs> not, the, not the Edmonton uh, Elks former oh, yeah. quarterback. Ricky right. Ray. Robbie Ray. Uh, he was saying that like he, him and his wife would put the kids to bed and then instead of watching Netflix, he would go and work out because he, he knew he needed to do that to get the Cy Young or whatever. Okay. So is he, so typically when I've seen like these crazy good pictures, they're just like really tall and just have really good mechanics and they're not necessarily the most muscular people in the world. It seems like Robbie Ray just like gets jacked and that helps him pitch. I don't know if he's jacked. I mean, I, he's in good shape. Well, it uh, seems you, like he you describe him as jacked, Chris. I don't think so. Where's no. tight pants? No, I, I, I wouldn't say he's pants. jacked. And like, but like a lot of, uh, a, a lot of pitchers will work their, uh, you know, their, their legs and their quads and their thighs, because that's where, that's where all their power is coming from. Right. That's exactly. Right. So like, he wears tight pants, but it's because his like his quads are friggin' massive, you know, okay. like, like he's in shape. And when, when he's talking about working out, like, you know, who knows what, he is meaning by working out like is he talking about weights or is he talking about pitching because a lot of pitchers will refer to going and pitching into a you know into a net as working out so right. you know okay and how tall is robbie ray anyways like he doesn't seem that tall I don't know. Do you know who was renowned for his workouts? And then now he's got a tarnished reputation, but the rocket, Roger Clemens used to another Cy Young heavy squats. Blue Jay. That's right. Won the Cy Young while he was a Jay. So congrats, Robbie Ray, sacrificing Netflix and chill with the wife to win the Cy Young. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Robbie Ray's only five eight. Yeah, like no, that's what I'm saying. No, he's like, six, six one. one. So almost yeah, six, six, yeah, one. six one. Uh, uh, that's a tall man. Yeah, but in comparison to some of these other guys, um, I mean, yeah, up, like you know, like Randy Johnson seems just gigantic. Pedro <laughs> Martinez was small. He was five nine or ten, but Randy he was the Johnson exception. Is like. Is, a, is an exceptionally tall Alan Jackson lookalike. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's, he's not, he's not the, he's not the norm in terms of right. your height. Fair enough. They do look alike Alan Jackson and Randy Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. He's Alan Jackson. He's an angel in the infield. <laughs> Former Montreal Expo and Seattle Mariner. 
Man, if the Expos could have kept Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, yeah, Vladimir said Guerrero. This before. It didn't happen, Alex. You got to get over it. You're living in the past. Yes. Walker. If the, Alex, if the Expos the could have kept the team. Well, like, but they had a hard time holding on to good players. That was They had a hard time holding on to good players because, you know, Canadian teams have a hard time holding on to good players. But, like, all of those guys – you know, Guerrero senior, you know, he only left because the team folded. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like, like the, the writing was on the wall, you know, Alex Anthopoulos, he was, he, he volunteered with the Expos. He was a volunteer intern. Like he didn't get paid. He was an unpaid intern. And what he would do is he would just like photocopy and hand out scouting reports for like two or three seasons. Hmm. Before ball, before Paul uh, Beeson tapped him to come work for the Jays after Montreal folded. Wow! There yeah. you go. Long live the Expos. <laughs> yeah. And in the National League, Corbin Burns won with the Milwaukee Brewers, edged out Max Max Scherzer. So sick team. The Milwaukee Brewers, just a sick team. So yeah. much potential on that team. Good pitching. Other than Burns, they had some other. Uh, Brandon Woodruff, he was great. But um, I also really like the Brewers. I mean, they're, they've kind of gone back to their retro look, and it's looked good the last couple of years. But got to look good, right? I mean, that's... <laughs> Talk about that with baseball fashion. We've already yeah. we've covered that. The, the Brewers have uh Brantford, Ontario. Well, technically uh like Port Dover, Ontario's own um John Axford, uh, oh, the yeah. Axeman. Uh he's like he's like a local legend there. They love him. He uh like they do bobblehead nights for him, everything. I mean, he's him and Mr. Belvedere are the are the tops around there. Guys in the NBA, um, the Golden State Warriors are leading the Western Conference. A year removed from not making the playoffs, they're twelve and two. Steph Curry is playing out of his mind. Um, they don't even have Clay Thompson back yet. He might be back around Christmas. But Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Jordan Poole, Andrew, Canadian Andrew Wiggins, they've been good. Uh, what's his name? Looney, Kevon Looney, Kevin Looney. Um, they're a good team, and they look like they're back as contenders for a title. I'm just trying to look here what Steph Curry's stats are here for the season. Um in 14 games, his points per game, 28.7 points per game, 6.6 assists point per game. Field goal percentage, 45%. Three-point percentage, 40%, almost 41. Free throw percentage, almost 96%. Steph is being Steph. The Warriors are good. What do you have to say about that? I I think... It, it kind of reminds me of like the Raptors before they win the championship. Like, I feel like their team is built with just, I mean, Steph Curry is amazing, but with just Steph Curry, it feels like their team is built to be really good in the, in the regular season, but I don't know how far they can do that style of play in the playoffs. <laughs> Getting Clay Thompson back will be titles, though, Hove. Like recently. When they've had Clay Thompson and Durant and like when they've had more stars with them. They won. But they've never won a championship. Yeah, they won. They started their success without Durant, and then yeah, you're right. Durant came, and they won two more. But yeah, but they've always needed at least Clay, Clay and Steph. Yeah, yeah, Steph. Yeah, having Clay back, which that'll make them even better. But quite a start without Clay to go twelve and two to begin. Um, yeah. Yeah, but I still don't. I don't still don't think even with Clay, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll win a championship this year. Okay, Hove. I remember last year you you were you were bullish on the uh, on the Nets. Who do yeah, you like to injuries. win? The, who do you like to win the championship this year? I don't know. I haven't thought about it. Oh, the Wizards are ten and three. They're uh, 
They're leading the East. So the Wizards are leading the East and the Warriors are leading the West. I guess I, know. I don't know what's going on with the Nets and Kyrie Irving. I don't know if it's going to ever come back or if that's just done. Yeah. You know, you can never count on LeBron. You can't, uh, I, you know. These guys can, are dying to hear my opinion. Uh, so I'll, I'll go ahead and share it. I, I think we probably know what's going to be. But yeah, go ahead. Oh, what is it? Uh, something to do with the Miami Heat. Yeah, they're going to win it all. Go Miami. Yeah. There you go. Got team. a chance. What a team. good team. The only reason you believe in them is because your former Raptors on there. That's about it. So I think it'll probably be the Lakers. Actually, the more I think about it, I think the Lakers. They're so old. I don't think it'll be the Lakers. I think it'll be the Lakers. There, there's my pick for the year. Lakers will win the championship year. I guess. Do you still have the Bucks? Like the Bucks? Oh yeah. I always forget about the Bucks because it's Milwaukee. Oh, but they've wow, they're six and eight to start. They're not even in the playoffs. I know it's very early. They're not even in the playoffs early in the season. Um, I mean the the Bulls have started really well. Bulls, yeah. So it goes Wizards, Bulls, Nets, Heat in the East, top four in the West, Warriors, Suns, Mavericks, Jazz. So I don't know, we'll see, but the dubs are back. It appears. If the Lakers don't, if if the Nets don't get Kyrie Irving back, then I think they'll get the Lakers. LeBron the will, are, will the go Knicks into overdrive. Six. They're sixth oh, in the East. They started record. well, but oh. they've lost a couple. Oh, oh. what was oh. it, Josh? Five and three. Oh, what a record! All right, good segment on the NBA, fellas. <laughs> Just wonderful. Yeah. It's gone? <laughs> yes. It's on. Yeah. I, uh, I, I need to, I need to bounce. So I apologize. It's all good. Secrets. Um, Jesse? Yes. I'm sorry for what I said earlier about the raccoon. Oh, what? I can't remember. Oh, I said, I hope it jumps on you when you're in the shower. Oh, I hope not. That would... Yeah, that, right. that will freak Deanna out more than it'll freak me out. I was like, we'll have to live in a hotel for a month. But so. and then there were three. So what do we got left here? Canada soccer. What can we say about that, fellas? All oh yeah, that's Canada. awesome. Yeah, I, I love the soccer. Uh, is my cousins almost made that team years ago? And they are not good at soccer. By years, I mean like 15 years, I guess. But. They almost made the Canadian national team. Yeah, I think so. I think they tried out for it. No, so. they wouldn't make it anymore. No, no. Well, they they're all like super old now. But yeah. I know nothing about soccer, so you guys carry this. I carry don't this know anything either. I shared my only. <sighs> well, I'll just share the one anecdote that like I love. So the, I guess the strategy was with Mexico was like, because they could have played, play the they could have played in, because they could have played in Toronto, or they could, you know what I mean. So they play in Edmonton, where it's like minus twenty, and they bring the Mexican team up, and uh, they probably practiced in the minus twenty for like three weeks or a month or whatever, get used to it, and then Mexico comes up and they're just stunned by the, and they come out to a quick two nothing lead, and then. Yeah, Mexico makes a bit of a comeback, but it's like, it was, and all of the players are like, we grew up here, we're used to this weather, like, you know, we knew this would be an advantage for us. So, pretty impressive, pretty crazy. Like, I don't know, talking to a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, uh, soccer fans, right? This is kind of their time. And uh, what Canada hasn't made it to a World Cup since '86. I, and it might just be like a capsule where we just happen to have a couple really elite players and maybe well, you know, in 10, 15 years, we won't be as good, but now is, now is the time. So it's exciting. It's exciting to, uh, cause the world cup, that's like, the that's like the thing, right. Yeah. For the world. So it's kind of cool for Canada, Canadian men to have a shot. Yeah. I'd like to see them do well, win a couple games. Yeah, I, that's a crazy tournament, but we'll yeah. see what happens. I actually, yeah, that is kind of though. I mean, it's soccer. It's not necessarily designed to be played in cold weather, but uh, you know, yeah, it seems like a bit of a 
bit of a shrewd move there, just trying to freeze out the opponent. That, yeah, mean, that, that doesn't seem like soccer weather, Edmonton in November. It's a, it's a global game. It's played by cold weather countries and warm weather countries. So, But mostly in the warm weather, right? I guess. Good segment. Great. Back-to-back killer segments. Um, do you guys have any Quailin Awards for most timely oh, plays of the week? Yeah. No, I don't actually. Nothing really stood out to me this week. Oh, wait. I'll give it to the Detroit Lions who didn't lose. They didn't lose. So that's two weeks in a row that they haven't lost. That's pretty good. And um, I'm looking forward to they're on this week. And I'm also looking forward to the Thanksgiving game. So we're going to get there. We're just nowhere to go but up, I guess. So I'm, I'm excited to finish this season out strong and of all the teams to, to break your, your losing streak with uh, Pittsburgh. Yeah, that felt good. So go to the lines, go. I'm going to go with uh, Kyle Laren. He scored our two goals in that game in Mexico. And um, he scored a ton of goals for team Canada in the last little while. And what I really like about him is he's kind of like, he wasn't, he wasn't like, expected to be like throughout his career he's never really been expected to be this like superstar player like he came up through the mls it's not like he was over in europe right away like alfonso davies has always kind of been elite right people have always kind of seen him as one of the best soccer players in the world whereas kyle larence you know he's he's kind of had to prove himself so get on him scoring our two goals and uh yeah jumping in the snowbank it was awesome I'm just going to give mine to the New England Patriots for winning four in a row. Timely, bunch of timely plays. So, go Pats. Uh, start bench cut. I was going to do a baseball one, but I've got two hockey guys here. So, maybe That's we should do a hockey one. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, dear. So, let's go... Uh, <laughs> Let's go Russian goalies in the NHL since Hope said. Goalies. Why can't we go like defensemen from the Russians? What do you want? What do you want, Josh? I don't Russian. know. Russian, sure. Russian defensemen? Defensemen in NHL. I mean, that's good because Russia is typically seen as one of the worst defensive <laughs> yeah, yeah, <maybe>. <laughs> <laughs> countries. Probably might be. Well, it's always their, that's always kind of their weakness in those world. World championship things. It seems a bit thin here. Yeah, it is. It does seem to be a weakness. What about Swedish defensemen? Yeah, Matthias Nordstrom. That's easy. He's got to be up there. Swedish defenseman. I love Hedman. how you go with that when there's so many amazing Swedish defensemen. You're just like, you who was a defenseman who played Nordstrom. for the Los Angeles team? Victor Hedman. Should, should we mix eras here? Should we say Nick Lidstrom? Absolutely. So Victor Hedman, Nick Lidstrom. Eric Carlson in his prime? You, uh, man, yeah, in his prime, but you got Boris, Boris Salming too. Matthias Lindstrom. Or sorry, Matthias Nordstrom. <laughs> you got to put him. Matthias Nordstrom is like not even in the top five. He's got to be in the top five, is he? No, you got Cronwall. Know, you got Oliver Ekman Larson. Okay, so. Victor Hedman, Eric Carlson. <laughs> it, okay, so what are we debating? Victor Hedman, Nick. So you gotta have Lidstrom. You gotta have Lidstrom. You gotta have Hedman, and then it's a shit show between Salming, Carlson, probably Salming. Most people would say probably Salming. He's the best. Well, he's he's in that top. Oh, but in like out of the rest, the best out of the of, rest. Out of the rest, yeah. Well, I think okay. we just there's our three the start bench cut. Really, it comes down to who are you gonna start. Uh, Hedman or Lindstrom, right? Because <laughs> well, Lindstrom. So I'll, I would do mine between those three. I would do Lind. I would start Lindstrom. Yeah. I would bench Hedman and then I would cut. Yeah, exactly. I would probably do something similar. I might switch up Hedman, but you'd start Hedman see... over Lindstrom. Uh probably not. I mean, depends on what kind of career Hedman has from here, right? Yeah. Lindstrom's career, you can't like. Yeah, you, you got to go with that guy. He was a. Uh, he was a pro all the way. Lidstrom was the only Swedish defenseman to have over a thousand 
points. Wow. Yeah. He's and he was incredible. From what I hear, he was incredible defensively. Like he just, his stick was just, he would pick pucks out of midair all the time. His process too. Like he would eat like, like he, he was just in love with the, the process. So like eating his meals, he would, he would be very finicky about the skates he took at the beginning and the skates he didn't take. Like he just, the process, I guess, sometimes bores players just because it's so monotonous, but he just loved how in tune he was with, that's why he was able to play for as long as he for so long. So he really cared about his diet. Yeah, diet was a huge thing with him. So he's a lot like Tom Brady. Oh, yeah, there gosh. you go. Where we got it in before the end of the, go. we got it in before the end of the uh, episode. Finally talks about Tommy. Nordstrom. That's who I'd start. He was Lindstrom. Awesome. Enstrom, right? You mean Enstrom? Who's Nordstrom? Like, I have to go so far down to find Nordstrom. He was the captain of the Los Angeles team. Oh, there he is. Ah. He had 18. He played almost a thousand games. He had 18 goals. He had 165 wow. he points. Focus on defense. Come on, Josh. We had Sigmund Paul. <laughs> He's we like, had a sc- we had him scoring goals. He's like, Oliver Clefbaum is almost oh. ahead of him in points, and he's played like 30% of the games. That's politics, Jess. That's all that is. Politics. The answer is Lidstrom. <laughs> and I don't know if it's Hedman or Salman. I think uh, Salming? Oh, How do you pronounce it? Salming? Or, or Salming? Yeah. I guess, I don't know. I think it's Lidstrom. I don't know much about Salming. <laughs> Here's the thing with Salming. Salman. Yeah, Salming's the only Swedish defenseman to have over a thousand penalty minutes and a thousand games played. So, so it he's, depends he's what you good. want. Points oh, that's not true. All of Samuelson had twenty four hundred penalty minutes. <laughs> so if you're looking for the dirtiest Swedish defenseman, it was all Samuelson. He's, he's not a bad Holy crap! That's a lot of penalty minutes. Not, you know, Victor Hedman. Like that's. Like he doesn't like, he, and he, I mean, Hedman's won all these cups now. Yeah, I feel like he's like I think if I was going to pick one player in the league to build a team around right now, it would be probably Victor Hedman or some other big team. Wow, maybe McDavid. I would no, I'd still be building well, maybe McDavid, I suppose, but I don't know. I, I kind of I'm with Torts on that whole thing, he's got to change up his game. Oh, yeah, we forgot to talk. Torts stole your McDavid take, we forgot to talk about that. He's got to prove it in the playoffs, right, Josh? Well, kind of, doesn't he? I mean, they can't get get swept by the Jets again. Yeah, like Gretzky, if Gretzky did everything he did in the regular season, we'd still know him as a great goal scorer, but he would not be the greatest hockey player ever if he didn't win those cups and was able to win the playoffs. So I, think I mean, if McDavid doesn't even make it to a playoff, like a Stanley Cup final in the next 10 years, then the, the, like, that'll I mean, be what, what does that mean? He's got to change his game in the playoffs. Everybody's game changes in the playoffs because you have to be a bit more uh, aggressive. You have to be a bit more aware. Guys are going to hit you harder. You got to be more responsible defensively. Like everybody kind of has to adjust. I'm just saying like if, if, if he's going to be this and he can do it, I just, you know, in the playoffs, that's when he's got to. Well, I just think he's got to learn to play. Like, well, and the Torres comment was based off of McDavid playing that uh, McDavid complaining that he wasn't getting calls. Right, and I right. think McDavid's probably right. Like, oh, he's not. He should they, be, he should be getting some calls in the regular season, but he's not going to get those calls in the playoffs. That's for sure. So right. maybe instead of thinking about your stats or your like the fact that you know you're behind Drysaddle and the, whatever he's thinking about in terms of these calls, who cares? This is what if anything, if if you don't get the calls, this is helping to train you for the playoffs. So why do you care so much about the regular season? You've already proved it in the regular season. Yeah. Now it's time for the playoffs. Now it's time to prepare for the playoffs. And what better thing than to not get those calls? Hmm. That's the way you should be thinking about it. How do you play through the hooking and the hacking? Also, obviously, if your best player is getting, you know, hacked and hooked as a coach, you're going to be upset. And if Tortorella was the coach of the Oilers, he'd be the first one yelling. (laughs) (laughs) You can't do that, right? So, but yeah, you got to, it's just, yeah, the playoffs, he's got to do it in the playoffs. Like Edmonton should at least win 
one or two series in the playoffs this year, if not more. Um, I still don't believe in their goalie, but and the defense, uh, it's getting better. But you know, we'll uh, we'll see. See, I don't know what their cap space is like. Maybe they can pick somebody up before the trade deadline or make some adjustments. But both yeah. both the Oilers and the Leafs have to win a playoff round. Need to show up in the playoffs. What's going on with Vancouver too? I thought they would be really good, but they are not that great of a team. And what's going on with Calgary? How come they are so good? I don't get it. Well, I thought they were going to be terrible, but yeah. If there's anything that uh, beer league hockey has taught us, Josh, goaltending, yes. goaltending makes, makes a big difference, doesn't it? <laughs> and I just think like losing Markstrom, like you just you can't, you can't trade not to. I'm gonna keep calling Mike back up. Can't teach six foot seven. So yeah, but the, the, I don't think height in a goalie really doesn't matter. You've got smaller goalies that can make a difference if they can play a certain no, style, right? Like, not anymore. There's there's no more Kelly Rudy's making the NHL. Quick Kelly Rudy, all, but um. I think I think Bishop taught us that Bishop was this really big goalie that we thought was really great because he could move. You still got to be quick. You still got to move laterally. You still got to be athletic. You can't just be big and stand in the net. No, of course you still have to be yeah. talented. You can't just throw a seven foot tall guy in the net. But even Josh, even Quick is six one. Like I know he's you can't be five eleven anymore. Quick plays low. Like look how low Quick plays. Like he could be he could be shorter. You wouldn't even know. I mean, I guess when he's um, down on his knees, like he covers up more of the upper part of the net, but he still attacks the puck from where it was going. At least quick in his heyday did. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, a taller goalie, I guess, is helpful. Whatever. He's playing well. You can't argue that he's playing well. So. Sorry. What were you going to say? Al? No, no. I just, it seems to me the sweet, the sweet spot is like 6'3 or so. That's how usually. How Carey Price? Is that how, is that yeah, what you say? I mean, he's the standard, <laughs> is isn't he? 6'3. <laughs> <laughs> seems to me the sweet spot is seems to me whatever Carey Price is that is the spot. oh he was something else last year wasn't he and he was and he was popped up on something throughout the whole run so now he's going to be even better well we'll see right we'll see if it'll be better we'll see I believe I hope so sounds like he's got a good support system so yeah. I believe well that sports all right. Well, that was our episode. Uh, check us out on social media. Check out our website, www.thatsports.ca. See you, boys. Take it away, Steve Benjamins. It's been shown.